Hey everyone, welcome to the Naz Church Weekly Message Podcast. Here you will listen to the preaching pastor from the Naz in Grove City, Ohio. We pray you are inspired by their teachings. Well, as Pastor John said, welcome to week four of Love Listens. Over the first few weeks, for those of you that weren't able to be here, uh, I'll catch up real quick. On week one, uh, we talked about listening to the church, the people in the church, the older or the younger. We talked to the kids. Uh, we talked about the fact that some of us who work here at the church get to listen to your kids, listen to you. It's fun to hear those stories, and some of y'all need Jesus, uh, we've joked about after hearing from your kids. We've talked about um, listening in our family. How do we learn to listen to each other? We've talked about listening to our community. And last week, we had people from across our community who are involved in different things. Today, uh, we're gonna take a slight turn, just a little bit. Uh, over the last few weeks, uh, something's been going on in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury University. For those of you that aren't aware, sort of a, a spiritual awakening, a revival of sorts has broken out. And so people from all over the U.S. have gone to this little town of 6,500 people and just inundated it. In fact, this morning at Rupp Arena, where the Kentucky Wildcats play basketball, they've moved the revival sort of off campus, and there's a group that's put together a worship service that's happening at Rupp Arena this morning as Christians are gathering to pray. Yeah, that's, that's a great thing to get excited about. So it, it interests me as uh, people from here have gone down and some stuff's gone on at Ohio Christian University, Indiana Wesleyan, just all over the place. Um, I've listened, I've had a lot of friends who've gone uh, down to Asbury, and some of them were extremely moved uh, by what God was doing, and others who went, Felt nothing. Said, uh, in fact, one went to church here. I said, so what did you think while you were there? And they said, it seems like a night of praise and worship at the Naz. It didn't seem much different. I was going, that's interesting. So either you miss something or some really cool stuff happens here at nights of praise and worship at the Naz. But sometimes we, we sense that God's there. Sometimes we don't sense that God is there. It's amazing to me that we can be sitting in the same building doing the same things and God can move in someone's heart and someone else can walk out and go, that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Even this morning, both services, while we were singing, there were people that felt moved to come down and pray. So they did so. They didn't have to wait for somebody to say, now it's time to talk to God. We can talk to God. He's here, he's among us, he's speaking. And so I wanna talk to us a little bit about that this morning, but I'm gonna invite some friends to come along. But before we do that, can we bow our heads and just pray? Father, we pray that you'd be with us here this morning. We know that you've promised you would do that. So throughout this sermon service, God, from start to end, we, we wish to hear from you. We know that wherever two or three are gathered, you have promised to be there in our midst. So we stop right now to say, Lord, we wanna hear from you. Holy Spirit, come, speak to us. Help us to hear what it is that you wanna say to us today. Help us to get beyond the noise of things that are all around us. Help us to hear what you want to say to us. Hear what you're saying to us through our bodies. You've created us awesomely. So all these things we ask and pray in Christ's name. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, I want you to open them with me to Psalm 139. If you have a full Bible, it'll be right in the middle. If you've got a New Testament, it'll probably be at the back of your of your Bible where you have the Psalms. Psalm 139, we're going to start and end kind of in this passage. Part of the way in, the psalmist that writes this um, says this to God. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. 
and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book and every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Amazing. God works in and through us. He created us amazingly. So uh, I'm not gonna try and talk about this all by myself. And so I've got a couple of friends who are gonna come up here. So I'm gonna invite Pastor Yashua to come. He is our uh, Connections Pastor here at the NAS. Would you welcome Yashua? There's Yashua and his lovely wife, Amanda, up there on the screen. Such a cute couple. Isn't that cute? And then also, Joe Geig. Joe, would you come on up? Joe is the director of Spirit of Peace Clinical Counseling right here at the NAS. You see he and his family up there on the, on the screens. And so it's good to have them here to talk to us a little bit about how do we begin to think about listening to ourselves, listening to our bodies, listening to that, and how do we then listen to God, and how do we differentiate between the two? Because sometimes um, the voice of God is hard to discern. I know sometimes in marriages, uh, wives want husbands to think that their voice is the voice of God, right? And it's the vice versa, vice versa too, right, men sometimes? So how do we learn to uh, discern what's actually the God, God's voice, what's actually something going inside of us? But Joe, you, you get to talk to people that come in, and we at times can look at how fearfully and wonderfully we're made. So we'll talk about, oh yeah, I, I go to the doctor to deal with my body, I go to a counselor to deal with my uh, emotional things, I go to church to deal with my spiritual stuff. We kind of like divide all those things out, but the scripture seems to say those are woven together. How do you deal with that in counseling and stuff with people? Yeah, I was just thinking more about that psalm, you know, yeah. the delicate internal parts and how marvelous it truly is how God created our bodies. Bodies are communicating all the time. As we sit right here, as throughout our days, right, think about the systems that he gave us. You know, just a few of those of the skeletal, muscular, circulatory system, right, nervous system. Think about how all the organs within those systems are working and we take those for granted. We're not even thinking about it really, unless it's a problem, right? If it still hurts this time next year, maybe I'll go to a doctor kind of thing, right? You gotta go to a doctor, you gotta seek that support. And so, when are we really listening? Um, and how important that truly is to do that. And so in counseling, you know, we take this approach to encourage our clients to really think about their bodies in terms of physical, emotional, uh, spiritual, right, health, and mental health, of course, right? And, and how can we bring healing from that point forward? So our body's talking to us, our body's telling us stuff, but quite often we don't listen. Why do you think we don't listen? What are the things that keep us from listening? Yashua, what do you think? Yeah, so there are so many distractions that keep us from listening both to our bodies and ultimately to God as well. Where uh, The way that I like to think about it is just so much noise that happens in our lives. And um, I think, first of all, it's helpful to hear some of the background with a counseling perspective because a lot of times we try to make God speak to us or like we, we try to control when and where God speaks to us. But ultimately, it's not a matter of trying to control that but because God is already speaking to us. And as we see in that verse... God has already created us, and God wouldn't create something that he didn't intend to have a relationship with. God wouldn't create something that he didn't intend to have communication with, uh, which is the basis, the, the foundation of uh, a relationship. And so it's helpful to, to see and acknowledge the noise that's all around us, especially the way that I like to think about it is uh, external versus internal noise. So you see external noise is all the things that are around us that we're receiving 
all the stimulus that happens throughout our day. Uh, the, maybe when we're driving down the road, all the cars that are passing by, the wind, uh, the kids crying in the back because they want something, or uh, I don't know, anything that happens from the outside. And then internally, you have all these things that you have, uh, maybe some thoughts, the self-talk that you might have, the narrator, as some people might say it. And some, some of those things might be sometimes a lot more hurtful than helpful. And for example, for myself, uh, some internal things that I have, some internal, internal thoughts that I have, like even now, it's like, okay, I got hired on as a connections pastor. I've been here for three months. I should know everyone's name by now. Like, I, I should know everyone's name. All the problems of the NAS should be solved. Everyone should feel connected. Like, what am I doing? It's been three months already. Like, I need to get on it. Um, and so all those things that might not be as helpful to really believe within yourselves. And so acknowledging that helps us to not only listen to ourselves, but also listen to God. Uh, something that was fun uh, for our marriage, Amanda and I, we've been married for about three years now. And um, when we were doing premarital counseling, a, our counselor told us something that was so helpful for us that we use even now. Um, and it goes along with acknowledging what's going on in our bodies too. And it was this, this thing called HALT. So if you think of a stop sign, it had the word HALT on it. And it said, if you really want to listen to your spouse, if you really want to be aware of where they're feeling, if you're having a conversation, you really can't, don't know where you're going, you can't get past this specific thing, you, you're arguing maybe, uh, acknowledge these four, th four things first. So H stands for hungry. Are you hungry? A is for angry. Uh, L is for lonely. And T is for tired. So are you any of those things? And if you are, acknowledge that, take care of it, and then come back to the conversation. Um, so, <laughs> Joe's got a helpful thing he keeps in the car for that. Yes, day. there you go. Yeah, we keep emergency snacks in the car just in case. Sometimes, <laughs> yes. just, honey, would you like some pretzels maybe? It might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And what, how does she respond to that when you say that? Well, when I use my therapy term, she says, don't give me your psycho babble, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's real life stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we, have a, we actually have a scale. If, we're, if we get from 1 to 10, if you're hungry... If you get to a scale of about six or seven, I know I need to run up to a Chick-fil-A as, as, as fast as possible. I need to get some food, and then we can keep the conversation going. So. You know, I, I got to be in London with, with Yashua and Cricket uh, Normandin a, a few weeks ago, and so we use that when we walk around, because when I get going, I, I just blow through meals. I know it doesn't look like it, but I can. I can just keep going. <laughs> I've got storage, you know, to keep going. And so... We just go, and, and so they'd be like, uh, it's time. And by the time they started getting irritated, it was too late, you know, to go. And so we started saying, I would stop and go, where are you? And so one of them would be at a five, and one would be at a seven. So we're like, okay, time to stop, because she's at a seven, or so we would eat. So yeah. that was good. That was very helpful. Because yeah. if you don't get, if you're hungry, the next one, the A, you kind of move into hangry, right? And then we don't want yes. that. We don't want that. We need to avoid that, right, Joe? Okay, so if we're, if we're working through that, how do I, I've got these external noises, I've got these internal noises, um, but haven't we had, the, I mean, for eons, people have always had some sort of external and internal noises. We may have more today with technology and all kinds of things that come our way, but people have always had those. So how do we, how do we deal with those? Do you all have ideas of like how we can deal with some of those things? Yeah, I mean, I, I think about how often are we really still? right, and, and quiet and really trying to listen. 
uh, with all these noises that's happening all the time. And uh, those of you that know me know that I'm a hunter. And for those of you that that might upset, don't worry, I rarely kill anything. It's really just an excuse to go sit in my tree stand right away from everyone and everything and just be at peace. And when I'm really there um, and, and you're seeing just the woods come alive and the sun's coming up and it's just really to see God's beauty and be a part of that and to be still for hours and quiet and really listen, I feel like I get just clarity at times, right? That, that I can really talk with God and listen with God and be at peace. And a few hours of just being still like that helps me to feel like I've been on a week's vacation sometimes. It's well, the self-care. Kind of purges all the other stuff, yes. is able to get it free, get it loose, okay. Are there, you know, as we look at those things, it seems like God has been working uh, for centuries with us. And so are there things that he has said in the past or things that we can draw from to say, okay, if this isn't new, this problem's not new. We all think it's new because of technology, but it's just a new kind of way of bugging us. Are there ways in the past that we can draw from scripture of things that we can learn that God taught people? Yeah, so it's, like I said before, it's not really a matter of trying to make God speak to us, but it's a matter of helping us create space for us to hear what God is saying to us, not just as individuals, but also as a community, as a church. And we, we can look at different things that uh, God has spoken through before, like prayer, scripture, spiritual disciplines, uh, journaling, journaling even. Um, and as you look in scripture too, something that I like to do is not only like see that God speaks through scripture, through the words that are written in there, as we read them, the word is alive and we can uh, the Holy Spirit works in our hearts and our minds to really understand what it's saying, as well as how the Holy Spirit worked in the people that were writing it. So it's alive in that way, but also specific instances in the scripture where we see how God specifically spoke to people in, in the stories that we see. So one story that, for example, um, is in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 3, where Samuel's like sleeping, he's just uh, trying to go to bed, and then all of a sudden he, he hears a voice that's speaking to him. And he thinks that it's Eli, and so he, uh, he goes to his friend Eli, and he's like, hey, did you call me? What, what do you need me for? I'm trying to sleep. And he, Eli's like, I didn't say anything, man. Like, go back, go back to bed. <laughs> he had some bad pizza, maybe. Yeah. Um, so he goes back to bed, and then two other times that happens. So that by the third time, Eli starts realizing, like, okay, God is speaking to Samuel. Like, this is when God is calling Samuel to the ministry that's going to be part of. And so Eli, in his wisdom, tells Samuel, okay, go back to sleep, and if God speaks to you again, say these words, and it's the words, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And that's such a powerful phrase that even we can take to say for ourselves. Uh, later in that verse, in, in verse 10, I believe it says, and then Samuel went back to his place um, to wait for God to speak. And so for us, what maybe what that would look like, you were saying with the hunting tree or the, the, the hunting stand, um, what would it look like for us to know what a place would be where God can speak to us, where there's, it's, it's free from as many distractions as possible. We can really just take time to listen and, and to hear God, God's voice and even say those words, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, and then to stop. Because a lot of times when we pray, we, we, want, we say, God, I'm, I'm ready to, to hear your voice. I'm ready to hear what you have to say to me. But then we say that and immediately go to something else. And our mind kind of wanders and start to think about what's next and what's, what's going to happen. But how many times do we actually stop and say, like, okay, I'm here to listen and just allow God to speak? Yeah. How do we find him in just every day going on? How do we find him in distractions or the midst of stuff? Or I know, Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, hearing what Joshua was saying, I hear, you know, God, 
coming in various forms to us, right? And just as how we're all called to different professions, God can be speaking to us through others in our life and how sometimes there's that, you know, just trust God and everything's going to be okay and be, you'll be fine and healed. And while, of course, we know that everything is possible through him, we can't just be at home and say, well, okay, give it to me now, right? I mean, we have to go out and seek that support. And that's why, you know, there are doctors and specialists and those called to be pastors and such, uh, mental health therapists that are there for support. So hearing God through others and seeking help is needed when we're listening to our bodies. Yeah, I, I was sitting in a course one time here, and it's funny, I was not supposed to give answers, I was just supposed to listen. And um, somebody said something about, I don't hear God talk to me. And there were seven people sitting there. All of them said, yeah, me neither. Yeah, me neither. And I'm not supposed to respond as the pastor. So I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, nobody hears God speak to them. And I said, um, so I just said, so nobody's ever heard God say anything. And this one woman says, well, yeah, he, he has. And this was this one time. So she gave an example of through a worship service, through music, she heard something, and then someone else said, oh, I had this time, I prayed in the morning, something, I felt like God was telling me something, I thought, oh, that's not God, and I got to work, and somebody said the exact thing that I'd heard as I was praying, and so God used somebody else. And then another guy said, oh, one time I was, I was reading my Bible, kinda like you just said, read my Bible, and, and um, this verse, I was like, oh, what in the world is this verse? And um, what would that mean? And I got, uh, was out walking around, and somebody that I knew came up and said, Hey, you know, I know she's been going through some stuff, and I, I feel like God told me to tell you this verse. And, and they just said this verse to the person. The person's like, that's the verse I read this morning. And so by the time we got done, all, I had not said anything. All seven people had talked about different ways that God had spoke to them, and they got done. So then I said, okay, I'll ask the question again one more time. Do you feel like God still speaks? And they were all like, well, yeah, it's God speaks all the time. He speaks different ways to all of us. So how do we stop to listen and hear that becomes... Interesting, uh, Doherty, well, this is a funny story. I'm not supposed to talk, but let me tell you this. This guy came in to get his taxes done this week, okay? We have people come in, AARP does taxes. This guy came in, um, got his taxes done. He came down, he was talking to our receptionist, Doherty, and just said, um, I don't know why, but when I walk in this place, I feel something different. I'm like drawn in here. So Doherty started talking to him, found out his wife had passed away. He used to take her to church, but he doesn't go to church. He believes in God, but I'm not sure I believe in it. And uh, he has not accepted Christ. And so Doherty tried talking to him about it. He wanted nothing to do with it. Um, and she said, well, maybe you could talk to, to Owen Stotts. He's one of our guys that goes and visits people. He's, he's about your age, about you know, eight in his 80s. And um, this guy is a truck driver. And she said, Owen was a truck driver. In fact, he was a teamster. He was on the ballback crew. He's no way. He goes, they let people like that in here. <laughs> he's like, yeah. yeah. Um, and she goes, he's actually on staff. You know? <laughs> so anyway, um, so she tried to talk to him. He wouldn't pray with her. So it, he, she said, there's another guy here. Can he call you? She's like, he's sure. So Ed Linville, who's the same age, gets his phone number. Um, Doherty calls him and says, hey, Ed, can you call this guy? So Ed calls the guy, the guy picks up the phone, and Ed just says, hey, my name's Ed from over at the NAS. Doherty said to call you. I hear, you, you know, you might want to pray um, about accepting the Lord. He said, yep, let's do it right now. And Ed's like, what in the world? That was the easiest phone call I've ever made. And Doherty had set it up, but God was working. Doherty took the time to stop and listen and see what was going on. Um, Joe, you've got a 
weird thing about listening, not a weird thing, it's a cool thing. We have prayer service here where we come together, we pray, we listen to God. At your church, you do what's called ministry of adoration. Explain that to us a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so I'm Catholic and uh, I was just sharing earlier with these guys what an amazing experience this has been today for me. And uh, same God, different ways of worshiping so I can keep coming back, it's not cheating. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have, uh, it's called perpetual adoration. So as Catholics, we believe that when we receive Holy Communion and we receive that Eucharist, we're receiving Christ in the most human-like form as that was given through the Last Supper. And so perpetual adoration is the Eucharist being exposed in our chapel 24 seven. So there's an adorer, uh, we actually have two to three, so in case someone's ill or something can't make it, but two to three per hour, 24 seven, so he's never left alone. Much like hunting, you know, when that chapel opened and they asked, hey, would you be willing to come and sit there? Uh, I didn't actually know what that was growing up Catholic. That was something new to me. I said, well, like, what do you do? And uh, the priest said, well, you know, just sit there and listen to God and yourself and pray and think, take a holy nap, whatever you want to do for that hour, just be there with him, you know? And that was life-changing to me to have that hour and still, uh, you know, every week, just sit there and, and think and pray and be with God and listen. It's brought much clarity to me. Was it Mother Teresa that said, um, somebody asked her about her phenomenal prayer life. Some of you have heard me quote her on this. She says, um, they ask, what is it that you do when you pray? You know, you've got this phenomenal prayer life. And she says, I just listen to God. So we always think of talking God, asking questions. She's like, listen to God. And someone said, they said, so, so what does God say? What does he do while you're listening to God? And she said, he listens to me. So there's this sense of how are we listening uh, with God at that same sort of time. So if we're, if we're trying to listen, we're trying to get all these distractions out of our way, we're trying to get all that stuff done, um, how, do we, how do we hear God's voice more readily? Um, and how do we do that? Um, how do we know that it's not just my voice? You joked about us talking about it's bad pizza. Like, I've had people come tell me, God told me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that was not God, right? That was, you ate something funny last night. It was a weird dream. Um, but how do, how do we get, begin to discern between what's God and what's not God? Yeah, so I wanted to mention real quickly as well that God doesn't just speak to pastors or God doesn't just speak to Pastor Dale and then everyone, the rest of us are just like, well, that sucks. Um, God <laughs> actually speaks to everyone. Like because of the life of Jesus and life, death, resurrection of and incarnation of Jesus and how he lived his life and allowed us to now have access to the Father, we can now uh, not only just have uh, communication, but we can have relationship with, with God. And so that makes it possible for, <clears throat> for everyone to, even everyone in this room, to have uh, communication with, with God. And something that's helpful for me to, to look at when we're, when we're trying to figure out how do we listen to, uh, to God's voice and how do we wade through all the noise that's in there, John 10 has been really helpful for me. It's, uh, it's Jesus speaking about the sheep and the shepherd. And it's really an impactful illustration because if you're a farmer, please like have grace for me. I'm trying to understand. <laughs> but from my understanding, sheep start to learn the voice of the shepherd each and every day. When they go out to the field, they hear the shepherd's voice. They know where to go because of where the shepherd leads them. They go and graze on the fields where, they, where the shepherd takes them. When it's time to come back into the pen, they listen for the shepherd's voice. And then 
they, they follow the voice and come back to the pen where it's their safety, their, their safe place. When there's uh, something that, that's about to happen, like if, if a wolf comes trying to get one of the sheep, like the sheep are ready to, to receive the direction of the shepherd to know that it's time to come back because something is about to happen. And that's helpful to remember for ourselves too if, if we see ourselves as a sheep because sometimes we, we don't really know what God's voice sounds like because we haven't taken the time to learn what God's voice sounds like. And then when the big moments come, when tragedies happen, and we start to run to God and say, like, okay, God, what do I do now? And at that point, we don't know what God's voice sounds like. So we're trying to wade through all the, the thick noise, like all the different voices that are come from, from the outside, friends that might be telling us to do something specific or to not do something. And it just gets so, uh, so messy there. And we, it's hard to know what, what God's voice sounds like and, and even what our voice is within the, the, all that noise as well. And so what it looked like for us to spend the small mundane moments each and every day to learn and to know what God's voice sounds like. When we're at the grocery store, just saying, God, like, help me today as I'm uh, encountering this, pe- this person. Help me to, to, to be a Christ-like individual to this person here. When I'm, at home, when I'm at home and I'm feeling frustrated, just saying a prayer, God, like, help me in this moment. Um, and just allowing God's peace, God's peace to flow in you. And again... If you spend that time, if you're willing to spend that time learning God's voice in those small moments, when those big moments come, when there's a diagnosis, when there's a tragedy, you don't have to panic anymore. You don't have to go trying to figure out what God's voice sounds like because the whole time you've been walking with the Father, you've been walking with God, and you know exactly what God's voice sounds like, and you don't have to try to figure it out at that, in that big noise moment. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff right there. Write that down. Write that down. Um, so as we, walk, as we walk through, Joe, talking, talking through that real quick, finding those everyday moments, the times, not only to speak, but to listen, but also talking about distractions. Like you said, I think it's neat, your priest told you, you know, listen, express, take a holy nap. Um, what to find that time to, to be with God. The more we find time to do that, the better it is. You two spend a whole hour doing that. Yashua just talked about finding the little bits and moments. Sometimes I think we don't, take time to pray with God because we think, oh, I've got to find this huge, long time, pray big words, and really God's going, uh, let's start here. It's kind of like learning a language. How do you start small and begin to build? But the more time you spend in that language, the more you, you begin to learn. So how do you, as, you, as you're talking with people and conversing with people, um, how do you give them, um, like kind of tell them it's okay to deal with all these distractions that are going on in their lives, but also help them remove those to be able to listen. Yeah, again, like we can experience God anywhere, right? I mean, and, and through various people in our life and, and taking time to, to listen isn't always like clients ask me, how do I know it's really God, Joe, and not, you know, just my thoughts or what we're talking about in here because there's this expectation it's gonna be like Morgan Freeman's voice talking to us, right, uh, <laughs> through God, and that's not really how that is. And I would say I want to challenge everyone to let let go of any stubbornness that's there, you know, standing in your way of, of looking at who could be talking to me or how could they be talking to me? How is God using this person or this thing in my life to make a change? And I want to share uh, an experience I had with a client of mine. Of course, I'm not releasing anything confidential. 
but God used me to share his love for this person. And uh, several years ago, uh, this gentleman came to see me in our main office, which is in a professional building in Upper Arlington, not one of the church satellite locations. He just found me because I was on his insurance. And so the first hour really was no talk of faith, just getting to know him and his experience. But at the end, I said, now, if you're comfortable with it, I closed my sessions with a prayer. And he said, well, I'm atheist, but knock yourself out. So I took it as permission, and I bowed my head, and I said a prayer for him. <laughs> and then, uh, so I hoped he'd come back, and I said, so I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah, he came back two weeks later. I didn't say anything about the prayer at the end. I just said, okay, so I'll see you in two weeks again. And he said, well, aren't you going to do that prayer thing that you do? Okay, so I bowed my head, and I said a prayer for him. And again, he comes back, and he says, I really like that prayer thing that you do quite a bit. I said, thank you. I will keep praying for you in here and outside of session. And then he said he was interested in going to a church. So we talked about different churches that are out there. He went, back, went to a church, came back. He was excited to tell me. At this time, we had a great rapport, right? So I said, you went to a church, and you didn't burn? And he said, no, it was great. It was an awesome experience. It's just fantastic. I loved it. Well, that opened the door to get him talking about his life and faith, right? And what his experience was is, unfortunately, he had experienced such severe abuse growing up that to him, if there was a God, he certainly wasn't there for him. Right, And so this opened that door and it became more of like the footprints poem, right? Of the, he realized God carried him through all of that. And that's just to say more about listening is that it's not so easy of just letting go of the stressors of life. Some of us do carry trauma and, and the body can carry that. I mean, I've worked with clients that have unexplained uh, neck pain and things like that. There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score and it's all about that sort of thing, right? So God used me in that experience. He was talking through me. I, I may facilitate the sessions, but I pray that he's there speaking through me and, other, and all of us and working each other's lives. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you, Joe. That's a great place for us to cut off and stop. Um, so I'm gonna let you guys go. I'm gonna kind of wrap up with everyone if we can here real quick. Um, if you listen, let me, let me tell you a few things real quick based on what we just said today that may be helpful for you. They'll, they'll pop up on the screen here. Uh, one of them is, uh, as you think about listening to God, um, you heard us say, acknowledge the noise. There's noise in your life. There's gonna be junk in your life. There's stuff going around. There's kids. There's people making noise. There's all kinds of crazy things. Acknowledge it, but try to make space to clear some of that noise out. Uh, we've talked about this almost every week. Put down your phone, put it away, go find a quiet place. Even if you can only do it for five minutes, take the five minutes um, to do that. Uh, then secondly, put yourself in a place where you can hear God. So for some of you, you've got a special place. Joe talked about his tree stand, or he talked about the church that he goes to. He actually physically goes to church and sits there um, and prays for an hour. Um, some of you go, I don't have that amount of time. I've got 10 minutes. I got, find, find a space, find a place where you can go, be alone, but also realize as you're going through life, don't feel like you have to have an hour. Don't feel like you have to have a special place. God is speaking to us. Um, it may not be this huge audible voice some of us are looking for, and we feel like God's never spoken to me. Prayer is a language kind of like any other language. You don't just walk up and meet somebody that's Russian and all of a sudden you can speak Russian. Um, you've gotta talk to them, you've gotta get to know them, they've gotta teach you, you've gotta teach them as you begin to learn. So sometimes prayer takes a while to develop. So be okay with that as well, but be 
open to listening, to hearing what it is that God is wanting to say to you. Um, And then Joe just talked a minute ago about you may have, um, as you pray, things may come to mind that feel a little weird. There may be trauma that you've had that your body um, feels. You may be sick. Sometimes that sickness is tied to a trauma or something that you've had in the past that you're holding on to, and God may be wanting to speak to you about that. Your body may be speaking to you about that. And as you begin to pray, something might come to mind. So I'm gonna talk to you about some things about hearing God, okay? Just put something in a couple of different categories that will help you. Um, one of those two, two different categories is the idea of, of guilt and condemnation, okay? So whenever you feel something that is guilt, uh, sorry, uh, shame or condemnation, sorry, shame or condemnation. Shame and condemnation is this sense of I am bad, I am evil, I am no good, God doesn't care about me, God won't listen to me, I am unlovable, Um, I can't do this because of what's been done to me or something I've done. That is not God's voice speaking to you. So whenever you hear those things that are saying, you're horrible, you're bad, you don't deserve, those things, that is not of God, okay? On the other side, there is guilt or conviction that comes. Guilt and conviction sounds like this. You messed up. You've done something wrong. You need to ask forgiveness. You need to repent and turn from that. I love you, I've created you in my image. You need to turn from those things, okay? That is God speaking to you. Do you see how there's hope in the second and in the first, there's condemnation? That condemnation is not of God. The hope that God has for you doesn't mean I've not done, they're both, they're both awkward to hear. It's, it's horrible hearing I've done something wrong, but we know we've done something wrong, but quite often we just wanna shove it under the rug. Sometimes somebody has done something to us that makes us feel unlovable and it takes root in our lives and we don't know how to fix it or what to do. And you may need to talk to a counselor. You may need to talk to someone. Up on the screen, there is, if you go to the nas.church slash connect or if you go to the app, on the app, uh, if you look, there's a space there for connect. You can go there. There's, if it's, it'll say need help. If you click that need help button, there's a list of resources of organizations affiliated with our church or here at our church where you can get help. Or you can go to spiritofpeaceclinicalcounseling.org. Uh, and uh, I will tell you, Spirit of Peace has a, has a long waiting list. One of the things I love about Joe is he is serious about the counselors who work at Spirit of Peace being born again believers. They're people that have a relationship with Christ and want to lead you in that as you're coming to see them. Um, so, so look for that as well. Uh, but it may take you a few weeks to get in, so in the meantime, you can go to the Church slash connect, and there at the care and compassion ministry, there are people who are willing to pray with you, to take time with you, uh, to listen to what's going on in your life, to kind of provide little mental health first aid before you can get in uh, to see the counselor. But most of all, I want you to know that God is speaking to you. If love listens, how do we take the time to stop and listen to God. But I want, more than that, I want y'all to hear that there is a God who loves you and he is listening to you. He wants to hear the cries of your heart. He wants to hear what is going on with you. In Psalm 139, I told you where we started. Um, We're gonna end there. Psalm 139, I'm gonna read part of it and then there'll be some that pops up on the screen. 
uh, verse one says this, Lord, you've known me and examined my heart. You know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up, you know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm gonna say even before I say it. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. For some of you, that's very scary. The author of the psalm thinks it's so awesome. This God that loves you is not gonna let you escape. He's coming after you in love. He wants you to know that he is present there with you. If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, some of your versions will say hell, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Some of you see a chair up here and you've wondered, who's the other person that's gonna come talk to us today? Um, well, I'm hoping there's someone that comes and talks to us. Uh, Jesus tells us in the Gospels, wherever two or three of us are gathered, he is right there in the midst of us. So whenever I sit down and I'm having a conversation with someone, I like to picture a third chair there, that Jesus is there with us, talking. Whenever there's three of us having dinner, there's a fourth chair there, to understand that God is present with us, that he's wanting to speak to us. Um, Matt Groves, raise your hand real quick in the back. So Matt's in the back back there. Everybody can turn around, you can see Matt. Um, I, how many of y'all know, have you seen Matt when you came in this morning? Like three or four of you, okay, a few of you. The rest of you, Matt's been here the whole time. You, don't, you didn't know Matt was here, but it doesn't change the fact that he's been here, right? Now, if I wanted, I could say, hey, Matt, would you come sit in the chair and talk to us about computing? Matt's right, don't, I don't wanna, we don't wanna hear about computing this morning. Um, but if I asked Matt, if I invited him up here, Matt could come up and talk to us, right? When we gather together and we say, Holy Spirit, come, what we're trying to say is, Lord, we acknowledge that you're here, but we wanna take the time to stop and say, we're gonna stop and listen. So I want you to repeat something after me. There's two things. The first one I'm gonna have you repeat is what Samuel said when Eli sent him back to hear from the Lord. And it's just this. Speak, Lord, your servant is hearing. Ready? Say it with me. Speak, Lord, your servant is hearing. Another way the church began to say that in the New Testament was simply this. Holy Spirit, would you say that with me? Holy Spirit, come. So I'm gonna ask if you would to stand. We're gonna take a few minutes. It's just gonna be really quiet. Um, we're not gonna do anything real big. It's gonna be very awkward, okay? <laughs> Some of y'all, great, I came to church to have this awkward moment. Um, what I want us to do is just take a moment to listen to what God may be wanting to say to you today. Your, your head may bounce around. You may think of 20 million different things. You may think, oh, where am I going to lunch today? Oh, I wonder if I catch so-and-so before they leave. Oh, I, you've got all 20 million things in your head, stuff at work. Um, that's okay. That's okay. It's hard to begin to focus. But let's start to figure out how to take the times. And in the midst of that, you may wanna close your eyes. You may wanna open your hands and take a, uh, just a posture of, Lord, come, I'm, I'm waiting to hear from you.
Some of you may want to wish to come forward and kneel. Some of you might want someone to pray with you. And if you want that, you can come forward, just keep your hands out and, and someone will come alongside you and all they will be doing is putting their arm on your shoulder and just saying, Holy Spirit, come. They'll be praying with you that God will work in and through you. While you're praying, you may have a picture in your head that pops up. It may be of something God wants to do in your life that's great. It may be a picture of something that you've done that you know is wrong that you need to confess. There may be some of you here today that wanna say, God, I didn't know you loved me and that you're listening to me. And there's a whole lot of stuff I need to confess and repent. And I wanna live for you. Whatever that is, in these next few moments, I'm gonna be quiet. We're gonna be quiet for just a couple of minutes as we just say, Holy Spirit, come. Heavenly Father, as we prepare to leave today, we pray that you'd help us to remember that wherever two or three of us are, you've promised to be there with us. You've promised you would never leave us or forsake us. You would dwell in us. So go like, like Joshua said, whether I'm at the grocery store or while I'm at home, help us to find the times to stop, to listen to what it is that you're wanting to say to us. We thank you, God, for your word, for the Bible, for the opportunity that we have to read and hear how you've worked in the past and ways that you have spoken so we can learn to understand your voice. God, I thank you for this body of believers. Thank you for other believers who don't go to church here, who go to other churches. Lord, you've... You've created us as your body and you speak to us through them. Lord, thank you for the gifted musicians and those who write music that put your scripture or those concepts into songs that we can sing. Speak to us through that. Lord, open our ears to hear what it is that you would say to us. Guard our hearts and minds away from those things that would put shame and condemnation on us. But open us up, Lord, to hear where, we've, where we may have done something that we need to confess, we need to accept <clears throat> your forgiveness for, that we would do so and that we would walk in the grace and the mercy that you've given to us. Father, I know I have some friends that are here today that are carrying around, some of them guilt, some of them shame. Some of them need to talk to another friend that may have come with them. They may need to talk to a pastor. They may need to talk to a counselor. 
Lord, thank you for giving us within a body all those different voices. God, I pray that you'd be with us as your body, that we would listen to one another and in so doing, we would love each other. God, I thank you for the way that you have been working, the way that you're continuing to work. And God, as we learn to listen to everybody else in our community, I pray most of all, you'd help us to learn to listen to you, to love you. And God, I pray that you'd also help us here to understand how deeply you love us and that you're waiting to hear the cries of our hearts. God, help us to live in that and understand that this week and in the days ahead. It's in Christ's name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Now, as you get ready to go today, here's what I want you to do. Uh, on your way out, if you feel like, oh, I'd like to talk to somebody at Spirit of Peace or I wanna talk to a counselor or someone, uh, all right, I just need to call somebody that's part of the care and compassion ministry. Um, you can go to the nas.church slash connect uh, and all those resources are listed on that page. Uh, but right at the back on the, on the stone wall, uh, Joe will be there as will Joshua. And uh, you can stop and talk to them about resources or ways to connect or things to get plugged into here. I will tell you, one of the best ways you can do something is let us know how to pray for you. Fill out one of those prayer cards. We pray for those three times a week. Uh, they are prayed over. It's a way of connecting with others in the church. But I also wanna say, if you've accepted Christ today, if you prayed that prayer with me to, to ask God to forgive you of your sins and to, to live in your life, uh, it's a very personal thing that you've done, but it's not meant to be private. Tell somebody that came with you about what's going on or tell one of your friends that, hey, man, I took this step and I have asked God to forgive me. We've got a great gift we'd love to give you. It's a Bible with a journal. It's got some great steps on how to begin your walk with Christ, how to hear from God, how to begin that walk. And so that's available uh, at Guest Central right at the rock wall. So you can get that on your way out as well. And then we're about five weeks away, believe it or not, from Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> edit that, edit that. It was too spiritual a moment. It was going way too well, wasn't it? <laughs> For those of you who haven't been here before, I, I messed that up on Christmas Eve. I messed all the, anyway. It's Easter. We're Easter. We got six weeks coming. Um, next week, we start a new series called, um, and my mind just went blank on that too. Now they messed up. Um, becoming a part of the story. Become a part of the story. This is our story, okay? And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have some booths out here at the church where you can go in and share your testimony about how God has moved you from death to life, how you've become a part of his kingdom. You may wanna share about your baptism. We're gonna have different stories that are shared in the service uh, that'll lead up to Easter Sunday. We're actually gonna have baptism here at the NAS. Uh, it's gonna be an awesome time. And so what we're doing is, if you see, how many of y'all have seen Humans of New York? This kind of YouTube thing's going on, social media, okay. So we're gonna, we're gonna be doing our worship and creative arts team and uh, communications doing the Humans of Grove City. So we're also gonna set up these booths down in Grove City at different places where people are gonna share their story just about their life and who they're like and so they can go out and watch. But we also wanna inundate it with stories of people of the Naz whose lives have been changed because they've entered a different story. We've entered the story of Jesus. And we're gonna invite people to come on Easter. We're gonna listen to them a lot between now and Easter and beyond uh, so that they can come to know the love of God that's in and through them. So be ready. I know I'm talking to you about Easter really, really soon, but we want you to get prepared and ready for that, all right? So before we go, can you hold out your hands like you're about to receive a great gift? 
May the God who speaks speak to you this week. And may the God who listens listen to you this week. May you draw near to God because he has promised that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. And that you would sense his presence and that he will go with you all week long. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, go in the grace and peace of God and his family. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. Stay connected with us at thenaz.church.